You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. Welcome, boys, to Honey Hole Hangout. We got a great show for y'all today. We have all the energy. We have all the energy. We've been at Real Recovery Retreat since 7 a.m. this morning, and it is now 11 p.m. On four hours of sleep. On four less. hours of sleep because we stayed up way too late last night. We'll stay up Woo. way too late tonight. Probably. Yep. On the mics, we have myself, Landon. To my left, we have Zach One. Oh. Hey, the best of the Zachs. <laughs> the best <laughs> of the A-tier Zachs. He just doesn't know how to spell his name. You right guys there. will remember uh, we talked to Zach a while ago about fly fishing retirement and coming out of retirement. I'm out of retirement. He's out of okay. retirement. He is, and okay. his Michael Jordan Prime. That's right. Yeah. Bald head and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Across from me, we have Gabe. What up? And then to my right, we have Zach A. Zach so we a. have Zach A and Zach 1. The second best of the Zachs in the A-team. You know what's interesting, though? Zach A is on the 1s and 2s. What? So today, we're gonna we're at the Real Recovery Retreat. We're going to talk about Real Recovery and what we got going on this weekend. But first, I would like to introduce our show sponsor to y'all. Let me play this little jingle for y'all. I know, this is very exciting. This is... Because it's not Honey Hole. This is not us throwing a fast one and saying, sponsored by Honey Hole Angling. No. Which is like putting a medal on ourselves. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you got to pay one on your own. Uh, we're working with a great sponsor, so I'm going to play a little jingle for y'all. From the vice to the boat to the bank those moments you connect to a fish loon outdoors is with you every step of the way with tools designed at the bench and on the water to help make your best day on the water better bro that's hype yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah yes. yeah thanks loon yeah thanks loon. super excited so uh you know they they sent obviously sent that over to us but uh maybe each week one of us will talk about a product that we like. Since we have a great fly tire sitting in my left with Zach One, <laughs> I know that you lose Loon products. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Loon product, and how do you use it? Uh, UV Thick. And what I use UV Thick for is to build up heads and then actually coat it with UV Thin. You coat it with UV yeah, Thin so after? Yeah, so you use the UV Thick to build up the head, right? But it always is a little bit tacky, tacky. afterwards. Little so bit. you yeah, use yeah. the UV Thin the clean, Hit it with the light, it. and it, it smooths it out, makes it non-tacky, and it looks oh so clear. Oh, awesome. Classy. It's that's awesome. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Man, Loon, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's Wow. That's exciting. See what happens when you retire? You miss all the cool stuff. <laughs> and now you're back. Now you're yeah, back man. in the game. You're yeah. back in the game, man. Yeah, it's cool. So, <laughs> uh, on another note, we got another recording from our good buddy Jim. You guys know how Wild Rivers Coffee Company has been giving y'all a discount code. Yeah. They're not really a sponsor, but they've been giving our listeners a discount code. Right. Well, Jim sent us 
a recording that he wanted us to play on the show. Nice. So, and because he's a big fan of Wild Rivers Coffee Company, he actually made the introduction for us to Wild Rivers Coffee Company. Oh, perfect. So, this is from our good pal Jim. This is not so famous fly fishing author Jim Ellsworth. Like you, I listened to Honey Hole Hangout. They recently told us to look at Wild Rivers Coffee Company. I love a good cup of coffee, so I'll follow their instructions and purchased a bag of freshly roasted coffee made in the Texas at the gateway to the hill country. My favorites are their signature blend in Ethiopian. When visiting my son in Florida, yes, he's a Florida man, I did not <laughs> want this his terrible supermarket coffee. So I sent him a bundle of all four coffee bags to make sure I could have a good cup of coffee every morning at his place in Miami. WildRiversCoffeeCompany.com supports conservation organizations with 2% of their revenue going to fine people at Trout Unlimited, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Ducks Unlimited, and Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. As Landon suggested on the podcast, I typed Honey Hole in the discount window at checkout and received a 15% discount. If you like a good cup of coffee, and want to help protect resources we all love, go to wildriverscoffeeco.com and buy a bag or a bundle. Just like the great advice you get on this podcast about hunting and fishing, listen to this suggestion for great coffee. Go to wildriverscoffeeco.com. You can hear him click it. What's up, Jim? Jim. Thanks, Jim. That's a great recording. Yeah, for Wild Rivers Coffee Co. Dot com. Dot com. And our discount code? Honey <laughs> Hole. Honey 15%. Yeah, it's, that's a good deal. It and their is, coffee's it great. Is a good deal. It, the coffee is very good. So, thank you, Jim. I like the one with the bear on it. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. boys. So, we're out here at Real Recovery Weekend. <laughs> yep. Well, first, we got we got an alcohol to try. Yeah, what is this? Oh, this yeah. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we drinking, Zach? It's called Zwack. Zwack? Zwack. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you're saying zwack, but it's like whack. So I okay, yeah. Okay, we try a little sip. Okay, kind of tastes like Kirkland's. It's interesting because I made it in the Harpery. <laughs> nice. You okay. I couldn't get the joke. I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through it. <laughs> <This> <laughs> I, is, I was cracking myself up. Jailhouse hooch. Is that <laughs> what this is? I made it in the toilet. <laughs> No, uh, so this is whack. So, in case you guys don't know, my stepmom is Hungarian. So much so that she actually just got her dual citizenship to Hungary. Okay. So, my dad and her are on this huge kick. They've been over there a couple times now. Zwack is the national alcohol of Hungary. It was made in like the early 1700s, originally as a medicine. So, that's what it is. Okay. It's like, it's it's. It's like Coke. It's like Coke. It's a like Coke and Jaeger kind of. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah. It's like it's it's like if you took the cherry juice from the Monticino cherries, <laughs> yeah, and then put them with like a like a peppermint schnapps. It's different, but it's good. I don't hate it. No, it's it's I I what's getting me through it is the cough syrup flavoring that comes after. It's very syrupy. It is. Well, so what actually is it? Robitussin. This literally, <laughs> if you put this next to Robitussin, 
It's a lower proof Robitussin. It's better than Ro. Like I actually don't, I don't think know. it's that bad. My tongue is pretty numb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it hits your tongue in weird ways. Yeah. I had a cough this morning. It's gone. <laughs> I had a lot of things this morning. Um, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's an herbal liqueur. Okay. Uh, known as Unicum. It is a secret blend. <laughs> I wish I was messing. I wish I was making it up. It is called Unicum, and it spells how you think. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it's made with forty different herbs and spices. So there might be a little KFC in there. Nice. That's good. Did you I buy mean, it at specs or like? Yeah, yeah, but we got this at specs, dude. If it was Christmas right now and like thirty degrees outside, I'd be like, okay, oh yeah, I'm down. Yeah. yeah, it would be much better if it's oh, cold yeah. outside. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's amazing, but it's good. I'd put it somewhere in the middle. It's different. It's I would, very it's different. It's very different. That's why I want to try it, you know. Feeling feeling, feeling good now after a couple of saves. How What's the yeah. proof on this? It's only 80 or like 40 proof. So did she sneak it in from Hungary and flew it in? When no, she like we could buy it at Specs. Oh, okay. Hmm. So you know... Uh, there's a bunch of different brands who make Unicum. Zwax was the original. And. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on. Ballin, ballin. And, and uh, they import several of their products. They have this one. They also have a plum flavored brandy as well. Okay. All right. Uh, that that one we couldn't, find, yeah. we couldn't find that. But okay. They yeah. do sell in the States, but it's harder to find. Good. Yeah. My tongue is kind of numb, though. Super it numb. It is. Right. It's weird. It's a good weird. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is, it is like, I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty rad. But also, Honestly. we're all going to start, start slurring our words. Cause we can't Where are you? We came into the podcast slurring our words. And now we're <sighs> drinking this that's making us even slurrier. You guys didn't go to the staff meeting, but if you all would have seen how many bottles of liquor were on the table. No, it, well, let's was be it honest. Impressive? It was after the meeting. Yeah. So, you know. It was it was after the meeting. Yeah. But, yeah. but yes, there was a lot of uh, samples. There was a lot of samples. Some very good stuff. So we had a little tasting. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys brought in a 18-year-old scotch from High from Highland. I forget the name of it. Absolutely amazing. So he went to the distillery um, that day. They were doing some cleaning, so they were able to do a little bit more in-depth, um, in-depth, uh, you know, tour. And it looked, the tour looked cool, but that bottle was fantastic. Um, I think it was like maybe 100 proof. Um, Do you know who the distiller was? I was trying to remember what it is. I'm sure I can find it out later, but still, it was <coughs> a surprise. It was good. I had brought a 17 uh, Bulvaney triple cast, which you can only get from um, the duty-free shops when you're traveling internationally. And that one was good, but, man, I was like, oh, I should have brought two of those. You should have bought two of those bottles. That 18-year-old was, was I bought a bottle of rum. Yeah. Which we'll review rum. on a future podcast episode. That Forgotte... Frigate Reserve. Frigate? Frigate. That's what I think it yeah, is. Yeah, Frigate Reserve. Yeah. Oh. Frigate. Frigate. It's Frigate. <laughs> <laughs> it's Frigate. 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 Frigate on the, on the front of the Frigate label. Reserve. <laughs> I like it. There's an E at the end of it. You would think it's Frigate. I mean, it's totally Frigate. <laughs> <laughs> a frigate, like a ship or like the bird? That's a bird, know? then. Is well, there? there's okay. no ship on the label. It's there a bird on the label. Bird. I've never seen the bottle. Where is it here? It's yeah, here. It's here. Yeah. Well, then, where, why isn't it? I can't see it. So, wait. It's there's a the bird called a frigate? Mm-hmm. Because mm. I was thinking maybe Frygate. Maybe we were all wrong. Yeah. We don't know. We need to make a call, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's actually. 
<laughs> go to Specs and be like, do you have a fr- forgot, forgotte? Frygate? It's got a picture of a bird on it. Frygate. It's Frygate from now on. <laughs> so what? Okay, so let's talk about real recovery. Yeah, this is gonna be the real recovery special. We've never done a dedicated podcast to real recovery, so this will be our podcast. But a lot of cool things happened today. So just to give you an idea, give y'all an idea of what <coughs> we are each doing. I am the fishing buddy coordinator for this retreat. Yeah. Gabe is the fishing buddy coordinator. In training. In training. And he is going to be the fishing buddy coordinator for the next retreat. And Zach 1 and Zach A <laughs> are both fishing buddies. <laughs> so, uh, let's start with Zach 1. As a fishing buddy, how has this retreat been for you? It's been fantastic, honestly. Yeah? Honestly, it's and been a you're a, a prior of... volunteer, so this isn't your first rodeo. Yeah, no, this... I mean... Can I be honest? Yeah. You yeah. Can be so, in the past, you know, it's it's been there's been quite a few participants slash buddies within the real recovery, the wearing real recovery specifically, um, and it always felt kind of clickish. You know, everybody like I knew you guys, and and some of the older guys knew the other older guys, and nobody really ever co-mingled within the within the retreat. You know, at lunch or fishing or whatever. This time, all the buddies know each other, so we are kind of. Like, all the participants are, are getting to know all the other participants and all the other buddies simply because we're all cutting up and having fun with each other, and it's just everybody feels so feels so much closer. It, you know, well, it's awesome. So let me ask a couple follow-up questions. So this retreat has four participants mm-hmm. and is by far the smallest <coughs> retreat right. that we've done. And we've all been a part of retreats probably as big as 14. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's 14 <coughs> participants, 14 buddies. That's 28 people. Uh, and right now we're four participants, four buddies, eight people, me and Gabe. You know, it's it's a, a much smaller group. Yeah. And I even was talking to somebody about how normally I don't get even get to know. I usually get to know all of the buddies and know who they are and know who their name is. But all the participants, it's hard to, like, remember their names and talk to everybody. And this one, because there's four and four, all of the fishing buddies know who all of the participants are. And all of the participants know who every single fishing buddy is. And everyone's on a first-name basis. Yep. So kind of what you were touching on previously, there's a, a an individual that's been there for every real recovery I've been to for, what, the last, like, five years, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, this is the first day that I've spoken to him as much as I have. I've introduced myself, talked to him a little bit in the past, but today I've spoken more words in one day than I have in the last five years. Mm. Like, that should tell you something right there. It, yeah. it just it feels it's cool, and I think part of that is the smaller group yeah, and more very cohesion. intimate. Yeah, and and you and we also yeah. have a very I would say a very strong group. The leadership, uh, Steve and Jeff, are putting on a fantastic retreat. Yeah, all the other leadership is you know doing well, um, and then I feel like we have a very strong buddy group. Everyone, well, I mean, we're all friends outside of real recovery, right. first of all, and then we all fish a lot, and there's just this. Well, not all of us fish a lot. <laughs> well, not all of us retire. <laughs> Wait, we're getting back into it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, th- that's the plan, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Zach, how has fishing with your buddy been? Talk about that a little bit. It's better than me. I mean, he's good, man. It, dude, he was dude, bombing cast. Yeah, dude. dude cast this Zach was, okay, so <coughs> Zach's buddy 
has never fly fished before. Ever. He's got gear fishing experience. And Zach was sending me videos of him throwing laser dude, loops. laser bombs oh. underneath I'm like, this dude learned how to cast in like half of a day. Yeah, no, but... And is casting better than like... I, I don't know, yeah, but it's, it's like, he's just my like... My first day of casting, I didn't look like that for no. probably a year. Like, they are lasers to yeah. where they need to go. And not to mention, he was running you all over that. that dude, man. Oh, dude. We're all at, over. At one point, Zach was almost neck deep in water, and he was holding his shirt and his pack. And my rod and everything above, above my head. his head. Because like his, his participant was... Like running him up and down the river, yeah. couldn't keep up. I dropped my keys in the water at one point. My phone went five feet deep. I had to go get Did it. Like it really? Yeah, I dropped life proof case. There's your next plug there right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, he's awesome. He, he's fantastic. I've never had a, a participant pick it up this quickly. Which you know, not everybody's going to learn that fast. It's like casting specifically is kind of a it is. It's a tricky thing to do, especially if you've been fishing with gear. You know, your whole life. Um, you just want to throw it. But it's it got to the point where the first few minutes I kind of explained how to do things and, you know, how to get the fly to where you want the fly to be. And then maybe half an hour within an hour later, I just stood back and watched. I've just been watching him the whole time. Hey, you should cast right there. And that's it. That's like every 45 minutes. He's got it. And I'm trying to keep up with him. It's pretty cool. Rock yeah. climbing, uh, swimming. You, you guys know. were just jumping all over those Dude, boulders and yeah. stuff. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, did you guys get on some fish? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing massive. But it's the quad, you know, and it's like a foot deep everywhere, except for the five-foot part that was up to my neck. But <laughs> yeah, really. Um, you found yeah. the one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of fish, a lot of fish. Multi-species, a lot of Guadalupe bass and red-breasted sunfish, though. Yeah, this sure. is, and this is the, the first retreat in a while where we saw multiple Rio Grande cichlids. Multiple. I, I heard multiple. one. I didn't know there were multiple. Yeah, no, we uh, caught, in the afternoon there was at we least caught three. one, and then uh, Ken caught another. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, it's game on. That's my favorite to go yeah, after. I mean, it, not not huge, but still to be able to catch them and and tell these guys like, hey, this isn't a normal fish. Like this yeah. is a cool thing that's pretty neat to have that you that you landed. I mean, yeah, again, it's not a huge one, but still beautiful colored. Yeah, yeah. It's it's best. Awesome. It's coolest fish in the river. It. I think so. Yeah. At least. It, I know so. Yeah. Yeah. What is it's the only native species of cichlid in the United States, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. It It looked like the bats aren't aren't native. As a friend of mine would call it, the Milky Way Galaxy. Yeah, man. It looks awesome. Yeah. It does, man. Like you get lost in it. It's crazy. So Gabe. Yes, sir. You are the coordinator in training. How has your retreat experience been? It was awesome. I passed out waters like the Graham best crackers. of them. Graham, Graham crackers. Man, I yeah. was throwing. I, I felt was, cared for. Man, <laughs> I was getting people water before they even needed water. Unneeded yeah. advice. It you're was like, awesome. Yeah, it was you're, awesome. You're like, can I get you a water? And I was like, dude, I just finished drinking my water. I, I, I told his I told I participant, totally I was like, hey, you look like you need to drink something. You need to drink half this Gatorade, and I'm going to watch you. I want to make sure you're hydrated. I feel oh. like the water boy. Like, you yeah, know, yeah like, Bobby hey, Boucher, Bobby baby. Boucher. Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just what happens is, you know, the number of retreats that I've been to now, um, these guys get locked in and focused on what they're doing. They get focused on fishing and fishing a spot and focusing on what they're doing and trying to cast right, doing all this stuff. And then before you know it, they've they've fished already, you know, the morning and the afternoon, and it's getting hot, 
and you know they didn't realize how now dehydrated they are, or you know, or, or overheating they are. So you really sometimes have to snap them out, and and which is awesome. It's a great thing. They're so focused on it, but you really need to make sure that they're you know drinking and staying hydrated. So you know, got I saw Landon when he was in training and how well he did. So I felt like I really had to you know keep keep that going and and uh, and get out there. But weather was beautiful this morning. Water was nice and, and oh, it was amazing. Oh, man, the water was perfect. Uh, you know, a little colder in the morning, I'm sure. Uh, but in the afternoon, we probably got up to like 90s, low 90s. But man, that water was like what, like, and and it never felt like super cold this morning. And even when you got into them, you're like, yeah. you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I have this. You know, yeah. but the afternoon, oh man, being able to, s- there was t- like at least a handful of times where I just kind of wanted to be like, man, I just want to sit down and you know, sit down. We did that a couple of times. Yeah, and just enjoy, like, you know, cool water. And and it's not like it's – I just don't remember the last time it was really that cool. But, it, you know, they got some popcorn showers, so I guess that helped out. Um, but, you know, water was a little bit little bit chocolate milkish in some areas. But um, still fantastic. It was a lot more water than I was expecting two weeks ago that we used to have. Yeah. Wait, Zach, you got to sit down? I wish I got to sit down. I I didn't get to sit down once. You didn't have a choice, man. No, he dude. was yeah. running you every, and it was awesome because, again, you're helping him. He's excited. He's bombing the cast, which was awesome. We kind of wanted to tell him, like, dude, you got to put the fly in the water. Yeah, you know, this is the first retreat that I've like taken it to step B as far as casting goes. Usually, yeah. it's the basics. This time, I was like, yeah. all right, man. It's time to get to work. Mm-hmm. Like you right. better go to sleep early tonight because we got some stuff to do we tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> you're said, yeah. What was you it? You told him to do that. You <laughs> told him tonight after dinner. You guys, we got some work to do yeah. tomorrow. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's cool when you have that because now it's like, okay, great. I can put this on. I can do. We can do this technique. We can cast here. Yeah, and and you can really get a little bit more risky on your cast and yeah. get into spots where like you're gonna get into something it nice. does it changes the, it changes the game yeah. when you can change the when you, get you can cast S- a little bit speaking of risky i gotta pick up some some tips from my my fishing partner because he hung up in the trees at least 20 times lost one fly yeah what? explain possible. that to me wow, yeah exactly that? i take 20 flies to the river and i leave with i leave with zero Divine negative one negative three flies yeah Exactly. You just yeah. ended up tying a leaf onto a stake, so now you're like, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, I was it, – it, dude, it was just a great morning, a great – I mean, even yesterday, um, we got up – a lot of us came in uh, Friday. Um, by the afternoon, we were up there probably about 3, 4 o'clock. Um, Zach, one, and I, we, we met up and we fished just to kind of scout. And off the bat, like, we were catching stuff, and we are like, man, this is going to be nice. – and the water was cold. We are like, man, this is going to be good. So this morning, everyone pretty much caught fish right off the bat. One guy was a little bit behind, but what was neat is because we had such a small group, everybody was, like, clapping, cheering them on. Like, every time you'd get, like, a quick little hit, everyone was getting excited. You could feel that tension building. and That and was, uh, honestly, that was pretty great. That like, was awesome. Yeah, when we when I'd go over my recap, I wanted I'll share that because it was just, that was crazy. It was good. So, so far, do you like being coordinator in training? It's different. I mean, I do – well, you saw. So, like, I was – in the afternoon, I was waving you over. Like, hey, we got a spot yeah, over you're, here. Yeah, you're kind of – you're a little bit managing, kind of making sure, hey, this might be a great spot, you know. The afternoon yeah, was sense. – the afternoon we had a lot of guys decide, hey, I want to take a nap, which wasn't a big deal. Uh, you know, Zach, your, your guy wanted to get out, which was great. Yeah, he loved it, man. And and so, you know, I – you guys would fish a spot. I'd 
go a little bit ahead just to kind of see and mm-hmm. check out some stuff. And then later on, we went to that one corner. And, I, again, I felt bad because it's like I was throwing a, a you know jig fly through a spot. I'm like, hey, Zach, you guys come over, come over here. I got this this spot right here. looks great. You know, show it. And, like, they're halfway over. And I, like, get hooked up on this nice quad. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, like. Damn, like it just—it was a nice. Yeah, watch. it was a nice. As color. literally, like the pre- <laughs> our our participant was like showing up to right next to you, which is good because at least it was like there's something we got stuff we here. We got stuff here. We got stuff here. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, he was trying. He was getting the spot. We had a couple of catfish, like literally, like go between us and the bank. He could see it. Um, man, it was. I was. I was. Oh, I was really hoping he'd get into he'd like get in a little guad or something. Yeah, or at least yeah. a couple, a couple other stuff. But he, he looked like he pegged some stuff out of there. So we, we, yeah, we got two things out of there, right? A little sunny. But he was casting great. He was putting it in the right spot. I think that was a frustration. Is like he should have been rewarded. Well, the thing is, uh, with a lot of new fly fishing anglers, they leave a lot of slack between their. Their, mainly their finger yeah. and the fly. So, like, they'll get this belly after between their finger and, like, their first guide. And so, like, the second they might even get a strike, <coughs> they either, A, don't feel it, or by the time they actually set it, they're picking up that belly to get taught, and it doesn't make contact with the, the fish's mouth, mouth, you know. Right. And I think that's what's happening because I know a lot of our, our participants are having the same story mm-hmm. as far as um, – Getting strikes, but we're not getting hookups. You well, there were times where he was talking to us, and then we're t- listening to him, and then we looked down, and we we're like, "Oh wait, the flies moving around." Yeah, like, dude, yeah. Look. Or even, <laughs> even so much as you'd be like, "Hey, let me see your rod real quick," and you'd grab the <laughs> rod from him, and you'd pick it up, and you'd be like, "Wait, dude, you got a fish on?" <laughs> and then the fish would pop off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? like, man. yeah that happened at least twice. Yeah, <laughs> it it was it was cool, but it it is weird. Like I, you're so used to having you know you. You've got your participant. You're talking with them. You're building a rapport because you've been with them. So, it is. It was kind of different going from an individual that you're you're watching and you're cheering on to then trying to cheer everybody on, you know, and in, in there. So it, it's it's just different. It was just a. Um, I don't know. We're, this this next one's going to be as we do the coordinating for it. It's going to be a little bit weird, and I'm sure I'm going to be antsy to to like miss that only because I've been doing it for so long, but. It's all good. It's be fun. It'd be fun either way. And I think overall it was it's been a great weekend. Oh yeah. So before I ask you about yours a, a little bit more fishing with Will, um, did you guys I stepped away for a second, but did you guys mention the news story? The news journalist that was no, there? No, we did not. Okay. We so were wait, but go ahead. So uh at this retreat we had Marvin Hurst. Uh, and his uh, journalism team, camera team out there with Kins 5 in San Antonio, and they spent half a day with us filming um, and getting footage because they're going to do a new story about real recovery. Yeah, uh, like a, a, Ken, a longer segment. A too, longer like segment. A 20, 30 second. And uh, Marvin was just, like, the nicest guy. He even, like uh, – kind of announced to the whole group at lunch before he left how much he appreciated it and, like, yeah. how much he learned coming out here. And he himself is a cancer survivor. <coughs> but what was really cool in part of that is they got a lot of great clips. Um, they talked with Raphael, and he talked about the history of real recovery and what the retreat is. But when we were fishing, Zach, A, and Will 
were mic'd up. Yep. And they were kind of had the cameras focused on you guys for the fishing portion. So talk about that a little bit, Zach. Um, yeah, so I think they just kind of randomly picked a couple of, like, a, a buddy and the participant. And we get out to the river. They mic'd us up. They stuck a little mic pack in our pockets. And we're like, hey, just, you know, go out and do what you normally do. We'll be filming you guys. And and so, um, you know, we went out and we I give the, the basic speech. You know, the first thing we do is we kind of teach them how to cast a little bit. And then we kind of, you know, we're in the water. We kind of take them to a spot. And we weren't having a lot of luck. And like I said, it was if if you're used to either conventional fishing or playing sports, it it can be difficult to learn how to to cast properly. And mainly, just if if there's one thing that you keep forgetting to do, and uh, it can really affect how many fish you catch, or if you're feeling the hookup or feeling the bite. And so we fished for probably thirty minutes. And then we start walking upstream where the rest of the guys were. And um, Marvin came over, and then he, he asked Will some questions, you know, mainly about what the experience means to him, his experience with, with cancer. And my participant was also a um, – was uh, was in the military for 20-plus 20, 20 years. Yep. And, and then he was in the, the police force for 20-plus years after that. And um, so we asked him some questions, and he asked me some questions about what the – the weekend meant to me and, and what the goals were. And so then we kept fishing and, and we keep hearing everybody uh, up upstream a little bit, catch fish and fish and fish. And there's only three participants and it just felt like everybody was catching fish, but us. And um, by this point we, we got it down a little bit, you know, and, and we'll starting to, f- he's starting to get some bites, but he's missing the hook. He's making, he's missing the set. And so we're talking <coughs> about it. We're getting through it. And, uh, you know, we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And this is going on probably an hour and a half where people are catching fish around us. And we're all kind of getting closer and closer upstream. And and uh, he he's getting the bites, but he's just not – we're not getting him to the net. And so finally they announce, hey, we got uh, – well, first off, they put those <laughs> mic packs yeah. in our pockets. And uh, even though the water wasn't very deep, it still was getting about thigh high, and somebody was like, "Hey, you guys got some pretty expensive mic packs in your pocket. Maybe you know, let's, let's see if there's a different pocket you can put <laughs> in." Glad so. he, glad he chose you guys yeah. or chose you guys. That's all I gotta <laughs> yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, because you, you guys. Not oh yeah, dude, no. your participant would have been like, "Oh, they got wet. Sorry." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys can't do this. Uh, so we we fix that, and then um, but we keep going, and then we keep saying. You know, Chris and his participant catch are like catching every different type of fish you can catch in the <laughs> on the Guadalupe River, and uh, they finally announced like, "All right, guys, we got to catch it." And so at this point, everybody had caught enough fish <coughs> except for me and my participant, and so everybody who's on the bank is like cheering us on, like, "Hey." cast here and we were all just like with like yeah. made breath even like, marvin was there like the camera guy yeah. too was yeah. all like let's go let's we go we were you can do it, you can and do it. so like we're mic'd up we've got the camera crew right on us and uh and every time the indicator moved everybody is like oh so, 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 so. <laughs> and, and uh, it's funny people who are learning to, to fly fish either set super hard and rip it out of their mouth or they don't set it hard enough and the fish spits it you know yeah. and so literally every single time that bobber would move we'd said it would be too slow too fast and then um finally uh somebody was like okay guys we you know we got about five more minutes and we got to go to lunch and i'm thinking like oh man 
it might not happen, you know. Yeah. And so I think we had one more missed opportunity, and then finally uh, we caught we <laughs> we see that bobber go down, and everyone's like, "Set, set, set, set!" We got like and ten he, minutes before lunch, like we got to come out. No, yeah. it, was, it was like honestly, they were like in five minutes, we yeah. gotta go, you know. And so he sets it, and man, we see that I see the tip of the rod bend, and I'm like, "All right, keep it high, keep it high." And um, it was probably a like three inch panfish, and I did net it. Because that was the <laughs> most important fish, fish of, of my day. life. No, of my a, life. Yeah. I was like, everybody's caught a fish. We've got this camera crew on us, and I am not letting this fish get out. So I netted it, and uh, man, I have never seen somebody smile as wide as Will did when we got that three-inch panfish to the net. That's and awesome. man, I was too. I was pumped. I was so excited. Everybody on the bank was cheering, man. Yeah. It was it was. It was pretty great. Well, I, was, I, don't know. <coughs> I heard after that and before you guys left for lunch, they interviewed Will one uh-huh. more time, and that he said some very impactful things yeah. in that interview. Uh, do you remember what he said and want to talk about it? Um, <coughs> I remember the first part where he was talking about patience and how, because uh, you know they're they're trying to connect fly fishing to their cancer recovery. And he was just saying, you know, like one of the most important things is uh, patience and perseverance that, you know, for us, we were out there two hours and he caught his first fish the last five minutes. And it's because we got out there and man, he kept trying. And every time I'd give him a, a direction, he would do it, man. He would just keep doing it. It was just one of those things where we were kind of missing hookups and missing it. And But man, every time he cast, he did it with a with like the best attitude and a smile on his face, like, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep doing it, you know? And I'd be like, Hey, let's, you know, one more cast here and let's let's walk away over here. That sounds great. Let's do it. You know? And it was just like we did that the whole whole morning. And um and so yeah, when they asked him like how he connected up to his to his cancer story, he he just shared that um you know that th- it, there's a time everything has a time. Right there's there's timing in everything, and um, you you you're patient and you persevere through things, and uh, and they 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 have a way of working themselves out, you know. And so I thought that was a great way. Very fitting for his fishing story. Really, yeah. It's like yeah. It, it fit perfectly, and man, he's got a way with words, and it's just I, I I'm just man. We had a great day. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, being the coordinator, um, obviously I'm pumped with our fishing buddy group. It's just like awesome group of guys. Like I said earlier, we're all buddies. Uh, one thing that I really got out, have got out and have been kind of thinking about this whole retreat is, you know, the, the participants do a session called Courageous Conversations and it's led by, um, facilitator Bill, um, really nice guy, great facilitator, and he kind of leads these conversations where they open up about cancer. As someone who's never had cancer, I've never participated in the courageous conversation, but I've volunteered for a lot of retreats. I've been the fishing buddy coordinator before, and you know, uh, Steve and Jeff, I've talked with them, and you know, we all kind of thought it was a good idea for me to sit in on the conversations because that's an option—not participate in them, but kind of sit in the room while they're having the conversations. 
and just kind of listen to what these guys talk about to get a better understanding of what they're going through so I can better coach the fishing buddies and help prepare them. And it just uh, brings a lot of awareness to me. And I was just kind of uh, amazed at the conversations. And I know every retreat is different, and Bill has said that, and how guys open up or how they don't open up or what types of conversations. But I was just there. All four guys just, like, opened themselves up. They were very responsive to – they were very responsive to Bill's questions and what he had to say and the advice that he was giving. And they really – it seemed like all the guys really wanted to be there and they wanted to get the most out of the retreat. Every guy wanted to get the most out of the fishing. Every guy wanted to get the most out of the conversations. And they all took it very seriously. And they were sharing things with each other that they had even said they have never shared with their family. And uh, that was just, like, really cool to be able to sit there and listen and just get an, an understanding of, like, from their perspective what cancer is like. And I feel like that's helped me, you know, be able to be a better volunteer and help out the retreats better. And uh, it it was just really cool. Um, I have a lot more respect now for the courageous conversation. Someone's like, uh, Gabe's been through it, yeah. and you've told me about it. But it doesn't quite hit oh, yeah. as if you are you're sitting there. there and you're listening to it, and these guys are, you know, tearing up as they're talking about this is going on, this has happened. You know, I've lost friends because, you know, and all these different things that they're going through with their family. And not only do they have cancer, but whatever's going on in the rest of their life mm-hmm. is like seriously affecting. Is like seriously affecting like their regular life well, too. Like they're well, like so it, like it's they're, who they're, they are as a person, not just their, the cancer. Their life does not stop, and the struggles that they have in their life, whether it be financial, family, marriage. You know, I don't know what these guys were personally going through. But, like, they still have those problems. Oh, and now they also have cancer. All of the craziness of life. So it's just like, it's not just like, oh, you have cancer. It's like you have all the stuff you were dealing with before, and then on top of that, you now have cancer. And that's a big deal, too. And, like, we come out here and we volunteer for these guys, and we think it's for the cancer, but it's also everything else, too. Like, a cancer is a big part of that, but they may have other stuff going on in their life that's also stressful, also giving them anxiety, also hard to deal with. And they talked about that as well, that it's not just the cancer, that it's all this other stuff. And Bill was great at leading the conversations and asking the right questions to the right guys. And if somebody said something really good, you know, he kind of highlighted that. And he's like, I really like what you said there. And I think we can all learn from that and really like building these guys up, but also, you know, getting them to open up. It It was just really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, and Bill's been there for a while, so it's it's he he's he's seen it all, and and he's and he's the facilitation aspect of moving everyone along, trying to see you know what the goal of of this retreat is. Um, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. So it's cool that you got to experience that because you're absolutely right. It's it's one thing to talk about it, but when you're in there and you really see guys that are you know unloading a lot of anxiety and frustrations and anger. Um, you know about their cancer diagnosis. It's 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 just and so they're different. sharing stuff with the group that they've never shared with mm-hmm. another single person. Yeah, 
And but they're sharing it to these guys that they just met five minutes ago. Yeah, because those are guys that understand what they're going through. And another thing about this retreat that we haven't gotten into a lot is that it's also uh, for military veterans. So this retreat is a special retreat because it's you have to have cancer or have had cancer. That's the requirement that is the requirement for all real recovery retreats yep. to be a participant. But the fall retreat in particular for wearing, which is where we hold our retreat, it's for military veterans. So you have to be a military veteran and you have to have or have had cancer. And so what you notice with the veteran side of things is that, you know, dude, as soon as they met on Friday, they were cutting up, cracking, oh, you're in this branch, you know, jokes. They were giving Mike a hard time because he was a Marine. <laughs> and uh, they were, like, cracking Navy jokes. And, like, that camaraderie of them all being in the military, I think, breaks down that initial wall of yeah. hesitancy to open up in the conversations. Mm -hmm. It also helps when it's a small group and there's only four guys. I think yeah. that makes a makes difference as well. It makes it easier to get out. But, you know, I've heard, you know, Bill talk about, because I sit in the meetings, the staff meetings, and they talk about, you know, this guy's, you know, not opening up. He's very resistant to the conversations, and this is happening. And I didn't get that impression at all from this group. And even when we went to staff, you know, that wasn't even a topic. The, it's basically like all these guys are like yeah. – they're participating. They're, uh, Bill made a wrote a book and gave them all the book, and like a couple of them have read all the way through it really? already. Yeah, probably like notes and notes and, and, and yeah. just like Bill's trying to get this book published. He provided it for free to the participants. He's like, hey, just like take a look at this, and if anything kind of like strikes a chord, just like we'll talk about it in the conversations. And uh, like a couple of the guys have like they're like, ah, I read the whole book last night. You know, and it's just like, like, they're all taking it seriously. Everybody they're, here is they're, here. They're here. They're opening up. Um, I don't know. It just it feels like a special retreat because of that. It feels special because of the fishing buddies. It feels special because of the camaraderie that the fishing buddies have made with the participants. Um, it feels special because we're all friends. And it's just run really smooth. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys agree with that. Uh, it, 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 I would definitely agree. It, <clears throat> this retreat is different than any other retreat I've been on. I think a lot of it is the size, like you said, and the fishing buddies were already like. There's no like, got, I have to meet half the fishing buddy team to to get to know them, and that way we become more of a cohesive unit. It's like we all are here, we all know each other really well, and I think that is playing a part in that. But also like. The participants, even if you have a small group like four, you could have still had one person who felt like they might have been forced to come here or something. But I do not get that feeling at all. They are mm -hmm. all here. They know why they're here. And they are all looking at this as the best way to make the most of the weekend and get as much out of this experience yeah. as they can. I'm very much looking forward to the closing ceremonies because that's always a big, big thing for the fishing buddies. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't been a participant as a closing ceremony, because you're kind of first opportunity to hear them. But I'm really like excited for what this group has to say because I think it's going to be very emotional, very impactful. And um, I feel like, you know, as buddies, you know, you guys have got like I've gotten, uh, you know, one of the participants' numbers, and you know, we've texting already texting <coughs> information back and forth about fly fishing. 
And I feel like uh, I think three of the guys are San Antonio guys. Yeah. I know Will is, mm-hmm. and Tony mm-hmm. yep. is. Yep. Um, I know for sure they are, and it's just like I feel like these guys like have really enjoyed the fishing. They're really considering getting into fly fishing, and like you guys have built those relationships up that you know they could get in touch with y'all. Yeah, and go you, go fishing together. You know, it's it just feels different. It feels special. It's really cool. And then always is always Camp Capers is fan. The food's great. And the food, all yeah. the food, it's my favorite part. Yeah. That, that is, makes it go a long <laughs> like, way. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking forward yeah. to breakfast. What do we have for dinner tonight? What was oh. dinner? I don't know. Some beef with like vinegar in Skirt it, or cookies or yeah. cookies. No. Cookies were there. Potatoes, plank steak, green plank beans. Steak. Yeah. Some you steak. describe it a little bit better than just <laughs> there was some <laughs> yeah, mango juice. It was a balsamic we had a choice vinegar, like marinated flank flank steak. I don't know what any of that means. It was Wait. beef with a, a vinegar or something. <laughs> it sounds about right. <laughs> I got you covered. <laughs> it looked like it looked like bite. brisket. It was brown. <laughs> if y'all were curious, sometimes a little pink, depending on where you look. Is that good <laughs> enough for you, Gabe? Is that good? <laughs> uh, what yeah, kind of pa- potatoes did we have? We had rustic potatoes, brown, and they were white on the inside <laughs> with salt go. and pepper. Sounds about dude, right. This yeah. thing was on par. It, was, it was a it great was meal. Good. It was a very good meal. No green beans. Yeah. What was the, for dessert? Oh, those man, cookies, those cookies. Though. Those cookies. Oh, dude. Those uh, were good. I had a question for y'all. Have when you guys, and it varies from retreat to retreat and participant to participant, but uh, you guys that were the fishing buddies, Zach A and Zach 1, did y'all feel like, did y'all talk about their cancer at all while y'all were fishing with them today, or was it like strictly fishing? Today was just fishing, like hanging out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when we were in the car, we we talked mainly about, like, us, like, what we do, you know, like, hobbies, what we did, that kind of stuff. Um, the cancer didn't really come up a little, a, a lot today, like it has in the past. And retreats past, um, I don't know if I was more forward or if <coughs> they were just, like, wanted to talk about that. But, like, sometimes you get that feeling of, like, what your participant wants to talk about. And my participant, this today at least, like, he just wanted to talk about fishing and and being out there, yeah. and to be honest, well, like what Gabe was saying earlier, where like we didn't necessarily like, sit down uh, like in the river, but like there were several times today where we just kind of stopped, we just kind of like drank some water, and we were like, man, like we are just lucky to be out here, you know, in this river, like with the breeze hitting our face, you know. In the past, the participants that I've been partnered up with, like they would talk about it, but it almost felt like they felt obligated to tell me about it, mm. as if I was, you know, some kind of a therapist or doctor or something. I don't know. They they felt obligated, or it seemed like they felt obligated to tell me what was going on with them and what they were going through. It didn't sound like they really wanted to talk about it. Today, it's like me and him have known each other for years, and we were just out there fishing. It, we, honestly, it did feel like that yeah. for me, too. There was no awkward, hey, I'm Zach. You know, it was just, we. it's like we knew each other. We fished. We had fun. I told him to get some sleep. You know, we're going to yeah. fish tomorrow. We're probably going to fish, like, again in the future. Like, we talked about that, yeah. too. We yeah. will fish and that's soon. that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. It's I, great. I, I wonder if, and I'm just kind of spitballing, but I wonder if the reason why uh, our participants are less inclined to talk about that is because there's only four of them. So when they are in their courageous conversations, all of them are getting the opportunity to share all of those and talk well, about all that. Well, and, and, and so p- when and they're with us, it's and different. And part of the conversations is – did you did fly fishing make you think about your cancer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the main 
focus and on this. most of the time guys are like I was so like thinking about my casting and like setting the hook and everything I had to learn that uh, that I didn't think about cancer once, and that's a top talking point that they have in the courageous conversations. And so, some guys want to open up and talk about it, and then some guys like they get so into the fishing they're not even thinking about their problems and their cancer. You know, nothing against the previous retreats. I don't mean any negative you know energy toward those at all. But I almost want to say that that comes down to the buddies that we aren't. We all know each other. We all have kind of a a competition toward each other. We're joking with each other, hyping yeah. each other up. We're not. We're a bunch of friends hanging out, and yeah. they are kind of like grandfathered into that. They're friends hanging out with a group of friends. Maybe it gives it a different feel, a different it feels vibe, because it doesn't atmosphere. feel like it doesn't feel like a role that we're no. playing right. this weekend. It feels like we're just we're here fishing, having a good time, and we've got some new people joining us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you said, I. That that's too totally the right way of thinking about. It, I think yeah, you put words to that. Yeah, and with that with that being said, Chris is next to me, and I'm gonna move my headset over, give it to Chris. I've got a, a GoPro going to take a time lapse of the night sky, so hopefully we got some cool stuff. But I, I really would like to get Chris your thoughts on being a first time volunteer in this. Yeah, because Chris is the only first timer. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. to get to to get an idea of, you know, what you thought, how it how it uh, you know, the things you saw, how it made you feel, all that fun stuff. But so here I'm gonna give you my my headset and and just answer that. Oh um, yeah there you go. All right. Welcome Chris. What's going on guys? How's it going today Steven? So you guys probably know Chris because Chris is a YouTube star. <laughs> on on I'm the honey hole page. On the honey hole. Page. So we recently put out a video of uh, tarpon fishing, and uh, it, that's Chris catching a tarpon. So if you guys want to see that, go check it out. <laughs> and we've been t- we've been trying to get we need we've been meaning to get Chris on for a while and tried to get him on at one point or two points and it just didn't work out. Scheduling we're gonna get problems. We're gonna get Chris on <laughs> at a later date to just talk about fishing. But Chris is a first time fishing buddy. And we just want to know, like, what it is, your perspective of coming to the retreat for the first time and being a fishing buddy. Yeah, I got to say, especially for this being my first time coming out, it's been an incredible experience. Uh, It's really cool getting to come out here and build these relationships and and have this camaraderie with these guys that are going through this. Um, Had a lot of of people in my life that have been affected by cancer in one way, shape, or form or another. Um, lost some family members to it, have others who are, who are struggling with it currently. And so it's it's a powerful thing to be able to see these guys coming out and, and getting together and really building those relationships and those bonds through their struggle and, and learning how to live through that. Um, it's been a big blessing to get to see these guys too and to get to, to interact with them and get them to take them out and and show them how to have a good time and to not focus on what they're going through in that moment. Um, yes, the retreat is definitely about them living life and, and, and being able to talk and, and speak openly about what they're they're struggling with. But for us to be able to have that normal Joe, that, that everyday guy, become a friend and go out and just spend some time outside chasing fish, enjoying the beautiful weather and the beautiful water we have here in Waring, and uh, get to know these guys on a one-on-one basis. It's really cool getting to talk to these guys. And, you know, 
I've got a little bit of a background working in the summer camp environment. And so this being able to go through and kind of combine my passion for that along with the fly fishing piece, it's really been a neat experience for me. So I've enjoyed every minute of it so far, and I don't expect that to change at all. And I definitely hope to be coming back for future events. So So you had a little bit of a unique uh, experience as well because – your participant, because of his cancer treatment, had some mobility issues. And how did you kind of work through those? I know he had some issues like raising his arm because of some radiation treatment and his hand, you know, controlling his hand. And you guys, like, dude, y'all killed fish. <laughs> Even Marvin, and we talked about Marvin earlier. He's with Kins 5. When he was doing his closing ceremony, he's like, oh, when I come out here, I'm going to be fishing with Chris because Chris was out there killing it. And uh, how did... Uh, how did you kind of like help your participant fish with like the mobility issues? Thanks, Marvin. No pressure. Um, no, it was actually it was really cool. Um, my participant really he he wanted to go out and just try it. He was open, and so when I and I kind of had been informed about his his limitations beforehand, so I had an understanding of that, but. My mindset was just, okay, so how do we make it work for him? Like, there's no hard and fast rule when it comes to fly fishing. Like, you can go through and make adjustments and make it work for you. So I was like, okay, so what are his limitations and how can we go through and make this the right or or make it work for him? How do we get him to be able to cast in a way that's going to be effective for him? It's not going to overtax him, but it's still going to be effective. He's still be able Mm -hmm. to catch fish. And Were you so, guys, like, roll casting? Or? Yeah, that's kind of what we started off doing. I, st- I, I did show him how to cast, and obviously, under a normal casting scenario, you wouldn't be moving your shoulder a whole lot in the first place. And so I was kind of teaching him at first how to keep or how to make cast with his, sh- his elbow tucked to his side so that wouldn't strain on his shoulder too much. Um, he was still struggling with that a little bit, so I was like, okay, well, let's roll into the roll casting uh, side of the, the game there. So we started. I started teaching him how to roll cast, and um, kind of flip cast as well if it was a shorter cast. And it took a little bit to get him on his first one, uh, but kind of once he got it down, started getting the hang of getting his his fly presented and get his his leader straightened out ahead of him. Um, he got his first fish that kind of got him lit up. He was started getting excited about everything, and then from there uh, we had a few little fly changes and go through and figure out what was working and what wasn't. Uh, finally found the fly that they were interested in, and back to back to back, he was just slaying the fish. So, um, honestly, I got lucky with a great participant. It wasn't all me. I, we just had fun out there on the water. That's awesome. I don't think anybody's had that good of a day in the morning a lot. Well, and you guys caught a cichlid, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah and a yeah, catfish. And a catfish and sunfish. And that's the first time I've ever seen a cichlid caught on a real recovery retreat. So that in and of itself – was like that was awesome. That was awesome. That was I awesome. saw a cichlid. I was like, Best I have never seen a cichlid in this stretch. I was like, oh, well, yeah, because you, you weren't here at the time that my participant caught the cichlid. Oh, so you've caught a cichlid. I've caught before. a cichlid with oh, my the last okay. time I was I was here. My participant caught a cichlid. Awesome. Yeah, it was um, a, kind of a cool deal. Like we got into this this stretch of shoreline, and we just were he was roll casting parallel and letting the the fly drift back to him under an indicator. <laughs> I mean, he picked up a couple sunfish right off the bat, and then I, you know, I'm watching the indicator, helping him figure out when to set the hook, 
I told him set, he set, and that rod bent over hard, and I was like, oh, wait a second, this is bigger than I thought it was going to be, yeah. and that's when he got that catfish. And then, what, two casts later, he had that cichlid on, and I was like, yeah. okay. so Dude, Ken was slaying He fish. was on it. He was. It was awesome. Even I, this afternoon, too, when you guys joined us, like, I well, and the best part, like, we were all, f- you know, with the big retreats, we're so spread out and, like, all across the river. We were all fishing together, and, like, the hooping and hollering that they were doing for each other, like, oh, Ken's got to fish on. Every other buddy participant was cheering. Yep. And, like, dude, hear it from a mile away because it was just, like, I don't know, just, like, the camaraderie of. Yeah, that. again, it was just, I can't, I can't explain how special today was compared to other. And, like, other retreats have been fantastic weekends as well yeah but the, it, and there's nothing to take away from those not at all but this is this feels unique yeah you know? and i can definitely say being standing there with him in the water when he was releasing those fish and hearing everybody in the background like cheering and clapping and and praising him on it the look on his face standing there next to him just the look of joy on his face like when he released that catfish, he was grinning from ear to ear. I mean, well, he just was lit which up. is cool too yeah. because he was very concerned about his mobility. Mm-hmm. So there was probably some doubt there of like, am I going to be able to do this? You know, and like being able to like get oh, him on 100%. some fish and and do that. Um, Chris, I asked the other guys did did you guys talk about cancer at all, or were you guys just like zoned in on the fishing? No, really, we didn't talk about it much at all. Maybe once, very briefly, the very beginning, he did. He wanted to inform me about his limitations, which I told him, "Hey, man, it's all good. We're gonna make it work one way or the other. Like, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna catch some fish. We're gonna have fun." Um, from that point, we really just talked about a little bit about life, like where, he, like I asked him where he's from. He was telling me about he's from uh, Central Louisiana, and I was telling him I've got family in like Charles, and we just started talking about that type of thing. I asked him if he fished at all beforehand. He was telling me he used to go out with his dad and his his brother-in-law and, and go out and go uh, fishing there in Louisiana, and he's been living down in uh, Edna, Texas for the last, I think he told me, 30 years. Um, so, yeah, no, it was just all about life. It was going through and, and just getting to know each other. It was being buddies out on the water. It wasn't, he didn't. He didn't seem like he was interested in talking about that side of things. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, it's totally up. It's totally up to them. Oh yeah, you know, and like, like you know, mentioned earlier, like the opportunity for them to like not be thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, which it, is cool. And it, I mean, like that's why a lot of us do fly fish is because I like going out there and not having to think about the things I have to do at home. It is that kind of break for a couple of hours, you know. And I'm sure that this weekend, it, it's it's got to be an emotionally draining weekend to be on their side, yep. you know. And so to have those few hours where go fish and they can actually recharge and just focus on fishing, yep. you know, and talk about what they want to talk about, that's got to be a joy, you know. So we got Big Mike on the mic. And uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, Zach. Yeah, Mike, let me – here, wait, wait, start talking because I got to I gotta <laughs> make sure you're – your uh, your voice is uh, ready to go. <laughs> All right, you're good to go. So, Mike, uh, we'll we'll get you start off with a question. So, you're the photographer for this retreat, but uh, you have been a participant. I was your fishing buddy when you were a participant, and you've been fishing buddies. You've been a photographer. You've had a lot of different roles. How has this retreat been for you, and from your position? Probably been one of the, I guess, most funnest and epic 
um, ones that we've ever done. As far as this being my second retreat as a photographer, um, this one was just getting to spend more time and see the excitement and the camaraderie like everybody's touched on. These gentlemen are all from the military background and standpoint, so having them, I guess, have that camaraderie from the military to come out and just build on it here as brothers like we are in the military. Yeah, have you uh, um, talk about your, because we've talked to Gabe on the podcast before about his experience as a participant. How was your experience as a participant, and what did it mean for you to actually go through the retreat as someone who has had cancer. Um, and we went to Navasota, so it was a different location, but the retreat is still kind of laid out the same. Yeah, it's it's structurally, I guess, set up the same way. Um, for me, it was an uh, emotional roller coaster. I mean, and I don't know if you can cuss but on this podcast, but um, I always describe it as, you know, the little white, speck on the top of chicken shit that little white speck was my cancer and um you know you, you go into these courageous conversations with gentlemen who you've never known or know that none of their background or whatever and um you find out real quick that even though you have cancer and you're dealing with the same disease whether it be colon cancer, prostate cancer, testicular cancer, lung cancer, breast cancer, whatever, you find out that your cancer is just a small speck. And there's people out there that have way, 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 way bigger problems and issues with their disease than you do. And um, I think that's what really just open my eyes and change my outlook because I, I I'm a marine and uh, I had a very hard charging kind of I guess I don't know how to describe it just very hard charging I guess I, I had that marine corps mentality and um, coming out of that I just kind of said hey look <laughs> I've got to change and I'm I'm here now and it's been, what, I don't know, you've been on retreats with me. This is how many retreats we've been uh, we, shared together. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Um, How do you like being the photographer? It's a lot of fun because. Uh, you kind of get to take part in everything. every moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, I get to, to kind of freeze time, I guess you'd say, as a photographer. I get to take part in uh, be on the water as far as uh, taking pictures of all the buddies. So I get to hear a little bit of everybody's story. Um, the only thing that I don't get to take part of is the courageous conversations because, of course, that's confidential and private. So. Yeah, but you were a part of that with your cancer Correct. group. So Correct. you know what it's like to go through those yes. conversations and, yes. and be a part of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll say in the last re- – Retreats in the past, I've never been as close with the photographer as I am this retreat, obviously. And um, because you're like part of the the fishing buddy crew, right? Right. 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 So yeah. like that camaraderie, in, 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 that camaraderie that we have extends. You're part of that, and so 
like when we're cutting up because we're cutting up with you and the other staff members and then the participants are taking part of that and they're all seeing that we're all having a good time laughing like that all like you're part of like but not just that i mean like the photos you took today were were great i mean like when you showed us them just a couple hours ago, man. Yeah, I mean, your like, photography, like you're, uh, you're getting your money's worth in your school. Yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> it, man, it brought like it brought all those emotions back of earlier today. It brought a smile on my face, man. It was just like, it, it man. I I looked at that photo for a while and just was grinning. Just I got to say, too, great. of all the photographers, like your pictures have turned out. Of all the photographers of all the retreats I've seen, I appreciate your photos that. Thank are, you. Yeah, yeah, th- and I think maybe like you're capturing group moments right there, but man, it was just like. Yeah, like there were some moments I was like, "Oh man, like nobody probably got this," and you did, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's awesome." You know. Thank you, thank you, guys. I think we're gonna we're gonna end it for today. This was uh, it was fun to sit down and like. Obviously, you guys got to hear from a lot of people, and their perspective. Um, I would really encourage you guys to, if this is something that you want to take part of, reach out to us because we there's always volunteers needed and i've said it at least 50 times on the podcast that this is my favorite weekend real retreat real recovery retreats are my two favorite weekends of the year yes hands down because you know as the fishing buddies we're all hanging out together you get to hang out with your friends all weekend and have a good time we're time flies we're fishing we're talking fishing but then you get to be a part of someone else's cancer journey and help them catch fish. And I promise you that helping these guys get on a fish and being part of them catching their first fish on the fly, like it was for three of the four guys. One guy was already a fly fisherman, but three of them had never touched a fly rod. And to be a part of them catching their first fish on the fly is way more impactful than any amount of fishing that I could do. So, Chris, I'll ask you a question. What you got? Was catching that tarpon <laughs> more memorable, a bigger, like, moment for you? Or was helping Ken today get on cichlids and small panfish more impactful for you? And I think <laughs> you're, you're, you're loading them up, I'm, man. Dude, How's that's that's that? a loaded question. <laughs> wow. You can be honest. You can be honest. Um, I mean, obviously, the tarpon was very personal for you. I was there with you, so I know. But... Um, Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I would say that they're, I mean, obviously they're both very impactful scenarios. But Those are both big moments. for completely different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let me rephrase it because I kind of, I asked you a loaded question that wasn't fair because I know <laughs> how much the tarpon meant to you and I was trying to be mean. Uh, <laughs> so let me rephrase it. You going out and fishing the guad on the afternoon and catching 20, 30, Small bass, panfish, maybe a cichlid, maybe a catfish, maybe a carp, or putting Ken on one fish. Oh, a thousand percent putting Ken on one fish. Okay. That's the, like, I'm not even cast this weekend, and it's because I want to make sure that I'm spending my time and focus on making sure that he's enjoying himself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yes, I wanted him to And catch you fish, get a lot of enjoyment out of oh, 100%. Helping, I love helping Ken. people. Learn. Yeah. And Ken, of all people, has been amazing sitting there and. He just wants to soak it up. He wants to learn how to do it. He's asking me questions. How? What are the different? Like, what's the fly call? What are we using as far as the techniques? How am I putting these things together? He wants to learn this. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is something that he's 
he really more than just a retreat, he's valuing it as something he wants to learn and grow yeah. from. So, so my my point is that other than the maybe once in a lifetime fish <laughs> that you're catching for yourself, putting these guys on fish is just like the best weekend hanging out. There's volunteer opportunities um, for real recovery. If you guys want to help out, I know Jim, you guys heard his coffee ad, wants to help out. Um, if that's something that you guys are serious about, reach us, reach out to us. There are some requirements. I'm not going to get into those on the podcast. Right. But we'll ask those questions, and we'll get you guys set up. And, and it's nationwide, too. It's so no matter nationwide. where you are. Yeah, that's correct. There's probably a retreat near you. I know in Texas – there's Austin, San Antonio, which is our retreat. Uh-huh. There's a Dow DFW area retreat, and then there's a Houston area retreat. Yep. And so if you're near one of the major Metroplex areas of Texas, then there's a retreat near you. Um, and so just reach out to us. And, I mean, shoot, me and Gabe are the fishing buddy coordinator, so if you guys want to be a fishing buddy, you're going to have to go through us anyway. <laughs> but if you all want to help out in another way, um, reach out to us. Because not only do – you know, we need fishing buddies, but we also tie flies for these guys, yeah. and they they get given a fly box at the end of the retreat that's that's very memorable for them, and we like to fill those boxes with really nice, you know, flies. So even if you can't make it to a retreat, if you want to tie flies or um, if you want to put one of these guys through a retreat, I think, what do they say it costs to put someone through a retreat? Seven or $800. If you guys want to put somebody through a retreat, you know, you could donate financially. Um and so there's a lot of ways that you guys can help. Um, and I think on the other side, too, if you think you might be a candidate to be a participant. 100%. Please check out, is it uh, realrecovery.org? Realrecovery.org. Um, and then, or, if you, or if you even know somebody, uh, if you a have man s- who has um, either had cancer or has cancer, uh, you know, it's honestly, it is a fantastic, I've never seen somebody not walk away Sunday afternoon regretting their time here. You know, it is it is one of the best and, weekends. And for they don't have here. to have any fly fishing experience. No. Uh, three of the four had never touched a fly rod. Uh, the fourth hasn't fly fished in years. Um, and so you don't have to have any experience. The only requirement to come on a retreat is that you have or you have had cancer. You can be in remission or be currently be without cancer and go through the retreat and if you want to come in the wearing retreat in the fall which is the austin san antonio area retreat you have to be also be a military veteran so um if you know someone and you think this would be good for them and any type of cancer is eligible there's no requirements you can be in remission you can have it stage one through four whatever um if there's someone in your life or you yourself wants to go through it please sign up. If you want to volunteer, please sign up. You guys can send us an email. Uh, our email is in the description. It's info at honeyholeangling.com. Those will come to me, and I will make sure. I will either answer your email or I will get your email to the right person to get you guys set up with what you need. So um, we're going to end it with that. Sounds great. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening to the show. This was uh, – this was a good one. I think so, too. I think we had a great conversation, and we're glad that we got to share the experience <laughs> with y'all. If you guys want to see the Ken's 5 video, they said two to three weeks, so when this podcast comes out, probably within that same week of the podcast releasing, the news story will release. And we'll post it on our we'll socials, post our We'll post the link on our socials. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, guys. We'll catch y'all next week.
Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week.